Hello, and welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Manning, coming to you from the beautiful trails in Ogden, Utah, but connecting you to wherever trail, ultra, and mountain running takes us. We'll bring trail running to life with amazing athletes, discuss the latest topics, epic journeys, and get you stoked for your next trail adventure. We're sharing the moments that make life special, because even a rough day on the trail beats a good day indoors, and nothing beats time spent with good friends and great stories. Catch us here weekly for your dose of dirt, vert, and good vibes. So now, it's time to top off your water, grab some cheese curds, and join us for this week's podcast, where we take you deep into the heart of our sport. It's go time. Hello and welcome to episode number 310 of the Trail Manners Podcast. Our guest today is Mr. Preston Wood, and we are going to be talking about Hurt. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. And don't forget to subscribe, review, and rate us on iTunes. If you're so inclined, the Trail Manners podcast would really appreciate any contribution via our Patreon account at patreon.com backslash trail manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. Well, hello and welcome back to the Trail Manners podcast. As you heard in the intro, we've got Preston Wood back on the show, and we are going to be talking to him. He's getting ready to head out to the beautiful islands uh, to over to Oahu. Uh, to, to tackle, literally tackle, the Hurt 100 uh, trail race. So we're going to have Preston on now, and we're going to bring him on after he gets back so we can uh, get the blow-by-blow uh, of what happened. But, uh, Preston, thanks again for joining us. I know we uh, we just had you on here a few weeks ago with the Christmas gift guide, but it went so well, and you've got that smooth, silky voice, so you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Hopefully, I get a little smoother. You know, I, I ran into Debbie Farka yesterday, and I told her how much more polished she sounded, sounded than me on, on her gift uh, episode. Uh, but she said that's what working in HR, and, or not in HR, but in marketing, will will do for you. Yeah, it's the angelic voice, I think, is what we call yeah. it with Debbie yeah. on that. But, uh, but yeah, I'm super excited for you. Um, you know, we'll kind of tackle uh, what we're talking about now, but... Um, you know, those that aren't aware, uh, the the Hawaiian ultra running teams, that's where they get hurt, 100-mile endurance trail run uh, is the Hurt 100. They have it d- described, and I'm going to let you describe it later, very difficult event designed for the adventurous and well-prepared ultra runner. Now, is that saying it nicely? That's putting it real nicely, <laughs> real loosely. It, uh, it It's interesting because... Everybody knows it's it's a difficult event. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the most difficult regular hundred mile races. You know, you throw out Barclays, just doesn't really count, right? Yeah, that's it's just, just a different event. Yeah, but like it's right up there with Hard Rock, right up there with those sorts of events. Um, and and I think they undersell the difficulty. Well, and you, and you think about it, and we talk about this a lot on the show because when you say Hard Rock, everybody immediately is like, "Oh, that's the hardest." But I think at the end of the day, it also there's so many factors. Like, what is hard, right? Is it a flat hundred, right? And yeah. people are like, "Oh, you can run those faster." Well, it means you have to run fast, so For those sure. are hard. So I think any disciplined hundred, you know, you look at because you get the same question 
everybody asks you, oh, how long does it take you to run 100 miles? Yeah. And you're like, well, which one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's that's something that I've run into recently. I just started a new job, and, and people are starting to find out about my bad habit that I have on the weekends, you know, of, of running super dumb long distances and doing weird things. Um, and it, I, I get asked that question, you know, well, how fast can you run 100? Like, how fast are you going to run this one in January? And I was like, I have no idea. I just hope I finish. Yeah. Uh, because this one is way different than than other hundreds like the bear 100 and and it makes wasatch look mild at times um just with the terrain well and this one so those that don't know this is in january as well which also throws another uh, twist at you because you're going to hawaii in january so if you're training in utah it's really hard to get that temperature thing down right because you know this morning uh i woke up i think it was 17 degrees but it says feels like eight yeah i uh i ran i did a little shakeout run this morning with my buddy shane martin and we went up to wheeler and did a five mile wheeler loop and it was nine degrees in the parking lot according to our car oh yeah yeah and so when you get to oahu for this race it's gonna be just like that yeah it's gonna be fairly close (laughs) yeah the same (laughs) totally the same Uh, so that's that's awesome but yeah it's january 15th um, it's a hundred miles. It's over five laps, um, in a semi-tropical rainforest, they say. Uh, but this is the part, honestly, that took me a little bit by surprise. Okay. 24,500 feet of elevation gain yeah. and loss. Yeah. So 24,500, that's pretty good. I mean, what's Wasatch? Wasatch right now, like after I ran it this year, it was like 22,500. I bet it's about 23, yeah. 23,000. But I mean, 24,5 and, you know, some people are probably, oh, it's 100 miles, 24,5. That ain't bad. Um, 99% single track. And I think that's saying it loosely. Yeah. Right. I mean, single track depends on what you're talking about. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely 99% trail. Yeah. You know, what that means can be interpreted by each person. And I love looking at photos from Hurt. Yeah. Because, um, and I just got back from Kauai, different island. But again, you know, we did some some stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, I, w- I don't want to call it trail running. It was like six miles we did, and I, we probably ran quarter of a mile, yeah. literally. Um, but I mean, the terrain with roots, rocks, puddles, mud, mud and the and the bush, right? Yeah. I mean, there's times even you know that I talk to people it's like you can't really see the trail. You know it's there. You know there's a trail there, but things are grown over. You know, and so there's like knife edges. Um, it's super narrow. Um, you got bamboo sections. Um, yeah. this is the other thing. And I, I, this may vary too, but they, they say it's got 20 stream crossings, four per lap. So yeah. four laps or four per lap, five laps, 20 times, depending on the weather, because yeah. we know the trail is going to have puddles, mud, For sure. you know, I mean, it's, well, it's like a, the year I went, it rained. So, I, so let's back up. This is my, this will be my second attempt, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I, I went out in, in 2019 and was just totally caught off guard by the difficulty. At that point, it was my, I think it was my fourth hundred mile start, and I thought that I knew what I was doing, um, but it just totally beat me up, caught me off guard. Um, I, I actually, this last week, went back and looked at my splits from that first race, my lap splits, because um, like, like they call them laps, right, out there, but they're not really laps. We can talk about that yeah, a little later. But, some out and back yeah, stuff. So like, there's only 13 miles of trail on this race. And you're on the same trails the whole the whole day in the jungle. It's it's silly, but like my first lap, I was four hours and fifty five minutes, feeling pretty good. Second lap, like six hours, and then my third lap before I DNF took me nine hours wow. to go thirteen to go the twenty miles. Okay, yeah, so it's a twenty mile loop. That's right, but. Th- 
It's not. Back. I think it's closer to 17 and a half miles or 18 miles, but they call it 20. It's Hawaiian style, man. Yeah. It's just like we're kind of we might be open heat this time for this business, but we may not be. It's just exactly. the Hawaiian style, right? Yeah. Well, it's got a 36-hour time limit. Um and and knowing more about the race. I mean, I've talked to you. We've had Trevor Fuchs on the show who's won the race. Uh, he was there during the missile crisis year. Uh, talking to others, Gary Robbins has the course record in yeah. 2013 of 19 hours and 35 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, on the women's side was 2010. That was Tracy Garneau for 24.06. So, so I want you to look at those years. When? What, how long ago was that? It was, it was quite some time quite ago. Quite some time, right? So so the word on the street, and I obviously don't know because the, the only time I've been there is 2019, but the, the trails continue to get worse, right? Oh, yeah. every, every year. They're getting more popular. They're getting more erosion. Um, and so a lot of people don't think Gary's record uh, will be broken anytime soon. I'm but, sure there's people out there that could. But the, you see the winners from, from yeah. 2013 on the men's side uh-huh. till now. There's some heavy hitters. There's, and some of them weren't even close. No, exactly. I mean, we're not even talking women a couple hours. Uh-huh. So I think when you go back to that, I think you're right. And I don't know the exact conditions that year. Yeah, it was know? really dry according to people I've talked to that year. You know, like last time in 2020 when Trevor ran, it was like a deluge. It was like full-on flooding. Um, so you just never know what conditions you're gonna you're gonna get. Well, Gary came back the next year and was two o- two hours over that, and he still won. Yeah, he right? still won. Yeah, uh, Jeff Browning, twenty one twenty two. Avery yeah. Collins, twenty one forty four. Uh, Nate Jackwa, twenty two thirty seven. Yeah. The ex soccer player. These are all pro athletes. Yeah, and Trevor, twenty two o four. And so there, I mean, Carl's been out there. He did it in twenty yeah, twenty two sixteen. Carl was the first person to go under twenty four. Yeah, and he had the course record um, in two thousand six. But Mike yeah. Sweeney's been out there. Luis Escobar had the initial time. Ian Torrance. I mean, there's some on the guys' side, but even on the women's side, Beverly Anderson, Abs, Monica Schultz, uh, Chrissy Mel, and Tracy wanted a couple three times amy sproston denise burroughs i mean darcy sabrina yeah sabrina i mean there's some sabrina ran i think faster at hard rock this year than she did at hurt yeah her at least 28 28 yeah that's almost like the exact time that she ran at hard rock this year yeah so i mean there's been some some athletes on that course so that kind of gives you an idea how tough it is and and then you think that it's really maybe only 88 miles or so not really a true 100 and you think that like Gary Robbins in perfect conditions in his heyday ran 88 miles in 19 and a half hours. It's probably the hardest 88, 88 miles yeah. other than Barkley that he's ever done. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, and I've, I've flirted. I put my name in a few times in the past. Didn't obviously didn't get in. I flirted with it, but I, in my head too, I'm kind of thinking, well, do I just want to go to Hawaii and enjoy myself and just do day runs? So I'm not beat up. I can enjoy the experience, yeah. but I'm there. There is always something different with the lore of a race yeah and i think hurt has that it right? does. it's got that not for everybody vibe it's still uh low-key in the very in the fact low key. that it's very community friendly but you get great athletes over there Trif- trevor talks highly of it so it does it has that lore that i'm still kind of like oh, you know yeah i'd like to it, it's an experience and and they do such a wonderful job at hurt um top-notch volunteering top-notch taking care of every runner they make you feel welcome and their their slogan is like no profit and no assholes um (laughs) so they they're not for profit and they don't want any jerks because they they treat everybody really fairly that's awesome they they really stand by that i like that might put that on a shirt i think they probably have they they probably have yeah 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about it. You've been over there before. You say it was your fourth, right? Yeah, it was start. my fourth start. So what were the other three that you started? So the other three, my first was Bear. Okay. And then I got into Western oh, that's on right. a one ticket. Yep. And that then Bear, Bear again okay. that I DNF'd right before I went out and, and tried her. So two difficult hundreds, and they're two different types of races yeah right i mean bears mountainous you don't know the weather there's elevation later in the year you got western with all the heat little quote unquote yeah right? faster downhill hundred yeah you know all the 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 glory the vibe that comes with western it's a it's a circus yeah not, it i'm is. not saying in no, a bad it, way it's just it, very big yeah right? a lot of energy yeah it's, um yeah so then you go you've run those three so you're a hundred mile veteran that's you're what like, i thought i'm going to hurt I'm going to Hawaii. I'm just going to, you know, eat some coconuts along the way. How did your first, let's, let's back that up. Two things I'm going to ask him, let you talk about it. One, what was the training like? Did you change much from your other hundreds? And two, um, how did the race go? Okay. So first off the training last time was interesting because I was on the wait list, um, in 2019. So I was like 23rd on the wait list or so. And it usually clears to about 30 in a typical year. And so I was told like, oh yeah, you're going to get in, you're going to get in. But I still wasn't quite sure. So after the bear that year, I kind of, you know, I kept training and I ran the Antelope Island Fall Classic. Um, and, and my mileage was kind of hit and miss. And then when I finally got in, it was closer to the race than I thought it would be. And so I definitely did an okay training block, but I also um, was maybe a little overconfident still. Like I do this to myself often where it's like, Oh yeah, I've got it. I've got it. And I don't, you know, you don't ever really have it. You've got to treat every race like a whole new experience. Cause they always are. And I, I went in with an okay block, okay volume. And just, it wasn't enough. Yeah. I don't think, um, it was probably like to kind of give you anybody an idea that wants to know, I think I averaged like 60 to 65 miles for about a month um, with probably 14 or 15,000 feet of vertical climbing a week with that. And it, I was, I just wasn't in my, the greatest shape, but I thought I was in good enough shape to go out and finish. Gotcha. And there's, I mean, there's the other component to this as well. Travel. Yeah. Right. Because you know, it's not cheap to fly to Hawaii. You can always find quote unquote, a good deal, but it's like, you also got to figure out, okay, when am I going to book? Is it going to be $400 round trip? It's going to be $1,200 round trip, which is kind of a different uh, level. Then there's the lodging. Do I take my family? Cause you do have kids. Do you, you know, I mean, there's all these other things that go on onto the side. So, you know, when you you say go into a race and you treat them, I mean, you know, I had a conversation with somebody and it kind of came out and then I went down the rabbit hole on it and and reverse track. But I said, you got to treat every race like a first date. Right. Yeah. Mind your Pete. You're all, you know, but I'm like, well, then you don't want to be too nervous if it's your first, maybe not, but well, that's, that's kind of, like, but I, I like the premise there. Yeah. You, you got to treat every race differently mm-hmm. and like, it's cause it's going to be different and new. And if you go in and just say, Oh, I had a really good Western States, therefore I will have a good hurt. It's yeah. just not the same thing. Yeah. Well, and then there is that, there is that, you know, weather component yes and it's hard i don't care if you're training for a hot race but you're coming from cold that you you try the best you can you see like people run in puffy coats to get Mm -hmm. used to heat training but it doesn't translate no um sauna time it doesn't translate it helps it helps but it doesn't translate so it's still not like the same thing so coming from cold to something like that i mean your body you know whether it's sweating 
intake of fuel, whatever that might be, liquid or, or solids. So there's those types of different things. And obviously, the last one before that was the bear, completely different race. Yep. But you mentioned your first loop went pretty well. Yeah. And so how did you feel after, like during the first loop, after the first loop, did you kind of start getting more confident? Did you think? So after, okay. the, after the first loop, I had a lot of confidence because okay. I felt like I had taken it easy. Um, I, in retrospect, I don't think I really did take it easy. I think I went a little too fast for where I was at that point, you know, realistically here we are, you know, three years later and I'm a much different runner now, m- much more experienced and I'm way more scared this time. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're but, experienced, <laughs> but it, uh, that'll be kind of the lap time that I probably expect to run this time for my first lap, but I think yeah. it'll be just more conservative. Um, you know, so, so each lap is, has three climbs, okay. right? Yep. Three climbs that are 1500 to 1800 feet in verticality. And, you know, they're, they're different gradients. Um, the, the last climb, every loop is the steepest and the hardest and most technical. So that kind of wears at your mind too, you know, like Got that, coming that last up. climb coming up. So, and like the, the website says, it's a series of out and backs that kind of makes a loop, but it's not really a loop. And so I just think I took the downhills way too hard early in that first loop and it beat me up. Well, in the downhills, I mean, because it's, it's, if you look at the course thing, it looks like it's straight up, straight down yeah. is what it looks like, uh-huh. right? Now, if you expand that over, yeah. widen it, it may not be. But like you said, every time you're coming down, and I'm just going to use whatever teeny tiny experience I have, but even in Kauai a few weeks ago, ups weren't easy, but downs were absolutely treacherous. Yeah, downs are pretty hard. Because there's roots that are slick, yeah, rocks, like every, mud. Every downhill in the race has its own, like its own feel it's okay. kind of interesting so like the first downhill you run is into manoa falls uh, it's the most popular hiking trail on oahu um so you, you it, towards the bottom you encounter a ton of people um but but it's got all these steps and there's okay. there's a lot of routes too but the steps are like the steps at the grand canyon but instead of like wood barriers to mm-hmm. make the steps they're metal oh, and boy. so if you if you slip you're gonna crack your head open which yeah. happens uh, you know like there's a couple hospital visits every year after Jeez. this race because people slip and break something because it's slippery and there's hard things to hit your head on or yeah. fall on. Um, so that downhill has a lot of steps and people. And then the second downhill into Nu'uanu, it's called, is really, I don't, I think if there wasn't vegetation covering the sides, people would be very scared of the downhill. Oh, yeah. I think it's pretty cliffy. Um, there's a lot of boulders you're jumping off of like just steep drops. So like, that's the hard, other hard part about both those downhills is you're like jumping and then landing, okay. jumping and then landing. And it just takes a toll. It shocks the whole body. Yeah. And, and then the third downhill starts off pretty gentle and then you kind of go bottom out and then it's more rocky, like kind of almost more a typical Western technical trail, but still with huge boulders at times. So, with your experience, and we'll just put you on the spot a little bit, um, knowing that you're not a 30-year ultra runner or anything else, yeah. like been in the game, what kind of runner would do well there? Uh, a really good hiker okay. is going to do well there because if you can hike the uphills really strong, um, you're going to do well. And then a, a good technical downhill runner is going to do well. Do you think at some point the the people that have won this race, obviously uh-huh. you know who we're naming, do you have to have this little small piece of 
throw caution to the wind on the yes, downhill. Just for like, sure. If for, I want to win this, I got to take a risk. For example, right? like like let's use Trevor as an example because I've run with Trevor quite a bit and we know him well, mm-hmm. friend of the show. Um, so Trevor has this weird uh, CR on this mountain in Las Vegas called Turtlehead Peak. Okay, okay it's, he's got the round trip CR. He doesn't have the up. He doesn't have the down. But he's got the whole round trip. Like I think Hayden Hawks has the up, and Golden Harper has the down, and then so all three Utahns in this random peak in Vegas. Um, but so I went down to Vegas a couple weeks ago, um, and I ran Turtle Turtlehead Peak as part of this run that I did. And when I was coming down that, I was like, "How in the hell <laughs> did Trevor run down this without dying?" Because it it was just it was pretty hurt like, yeah, just really steep. Like if you fall, you're going to bash your head on a rock. Like it wasn't, there's no exposure, but it's just really hard yeah. and to go fast. And, and Trevor's really good at that. Jeff Browning's really good at that. Um, I, I feel like there's just a certain, like I bet Killian Jornet would crush hurt. Yeah. Uh, just because he's so light on his feet, so quick on those downhills. So a good hiker, if you're just a, a good above average hiker, you're going to have a good day there if you can preserve your legs on the down. Yeah. If you can hike and run those technical downhills, you're going to be a top finisher. Nice. Um, so th- that's the style of runner you have to be. So with your core, you did the first lap, felt pretty good. Yeah. And then did the second lap still, I mean, you still in it in the yeah. second lap and everything? second lap felt really good too. I slowed down a bit. It was still light out, uh-huh. you know, when I finished my second loop, because um, it gets dark super early. And with the canopy of the jungle, yeah. it stays dark like for 14 hours or something, they say, on race day. So like it's a long time in the dark. Yeah. And... So second lap felt okay, got in and out, uh, you know, back at the, the main start-finish area. And then about halfway through the the first climb of the third loop, I started to, to feel it. And then, feel it. Like, just, in... just weakness. Okay, I just legs, felt weak. strength, yeah, just food. W- I just... was just not moving well. Okay. And I was still able to eat. Um, I just started to get really fatigued uh, <laughs> and drained. And then coming out the second climb out of Manoa, uh, I still felt okay. And then the downhill into Nuuanu, that really technical jumping off boulders with cliffs on both sides. Um, that's when I really was like, oh man, I'm in trouble. Yeah. And then it took me from Nuuanu to the back to the nature center, which is seven and a half miles according to their hurt map. That took me four hours. That wow. stretch. And is it I, technical difficulty combined I, with I just, was just walking? I was just beat up. I was yeah. blown away. Um, so something that Trevor had told me the last time that made me laugh uh, is I was running with him one day and I was like, so kind of describe the technicality of hurt. And we were just on the shoreline trail and he, and he pointed off and it was just a steep slope off the side. You know how, it, I mean, yeah. just typical, the, it's just a real steep grade. And he said, okay, so hurt is like if you ran down that, but you had to do high knees through tires <laughs> as you went down it. <laughs> And I just was like, whatever, Trevor. Like, you're. You played football yeah, at a college level. Yeah. You're tiny through tires. Exactly. Come on. But I was like, he's exaggerating. And he was not exaggerating at all. Uh, you're just lifting your legs up high the whole time. Just, it's a lot of moving. Like, your, your lower body's moving, and you can't take your eyes off the trail. You can't look at anything except your feet where they're going all day. So it, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. Well, so for me, like even like the aid stations in my mind now, I think they're full of like poke, 
pineapple. Well, they kind of are. They have local, like local. rice balls. They yeah. have like they they do it up. <laughs> nice. um, it's very Hawaiian oh. type stuff. They have fire dancers at the aid station. No, stuff. but they're all themed. Every aid station <laughs> has awesome. a theme. Yeah, so like the Manoa Falls one's always like a pirate paradise. They are always dress up as pirates. Um, and then the Nuuanu one changes a little bit, but they they all have themes and good, good, they do good. a great job, an excellent job. But the race is so so hard. So what did so what did you learn from your first time that you you maybe taken forward into this one? Um, you know what are the things you learned about how to be successful for Preston at this one? Well, I I've trained better this time. I think um, more specific too. More, not necessarily more specific because I, I don't think you can train specifically okay. for the race. Um, we can find some tires. Yeah, I could. Throw them on the mountain. <laughs> there you go. Just throw them up Malins and just <laughs> make it even harder. Yeah, make Malins <laughs> even harder than it is. Um, so this time around, I've been, I'm coming off. This has been my biggest year mileage-wise and vert-wise uh, since I started ultra running. I, I had a disappointing end of my summer for me. You know, like my Wasatch didn't go how I wanted still was able to finish um bear didn't turn out well i tried to run both uh it's a three week it was only still, two, this, two year. this year okay yeah. i tried it i tried it once with a two-year break and i think i dropped at mile 40 at the yeah. bear yeah <laughs> and that's about where i made it at bear and and something where i get in trouble historically is just my pacing okay when i pace smart and i start off slow for me and just kind of take it easy I really have a hard time getting myself in trouble. Okay. Because uh, once I get past a certain point and everything's working, I'm eating, then I just don't slow down that much if I've paced it smart. Okay. But when I pace like a not smart ultra runner, like I did it like at the start of Wasatch, I got caught up, you know, like <laughs> I, I. You always feel I, good I've at first. Never, I've never seen a more frantic start than the start of the Wasatch 100. Really? It was crazy. And because, like, I, I went in there with top 10 aspirations, right? Like, I thought I could run top 10. And knowing that if I ran under 24 hours, I'd probably be, you know, closer to the top five. Yeah. And so I, I go out, and there's, like, 70 people in front of me. And I'm like, what are all these people doing? <laughs> and so I'm, like, panicked and climbing way too fast up Bear Canyon and thinking that, man, everybody's – I guess I'm just not in that good a shape this year. And then I get to the top of the climb, and – you know, Matt Van Horn, who's a top three finisher, Mick Jernick, who's who's won the bear and yeah. finished top three at Wasatch, Brian Robbins, top three finisher at Wasatch. We're all there and there's 70, 80 people in front of us. <laughs> and I was just PR like, OK, PR. I should have just slowed down, Yeah, you know, but you get caught up. And so that's when I get in trouble. So number one thing going into herd is I'm just going to take it real conservatively early. There's no reason to hurry. Uh, early on in a hundred or any time yeah. hundred, it's a long race. Well, especially when you're talking that loop thing, just kind of getting your feet under you. Cause you know, there's going to be attrition. Right? Yeah. So if there's 70 people ahead of you, you know, you're not going to finish 71st yeah. after the first 10 miles. Uh -huh. That's not how it works. So I, I see what you're saying there. Cause, but also you got to say like what you were talking about at Wasatch, it's been a tough couple of years. Uh -huh. You kind of miss that race thing. Races are just different. Right, yeah. it's like the celebration of all the hard work. That's why I say this is what you've earned. You go there, you get excited, 
you just want to have a good day. So you get caught up in it. So it's really difficult because, you know, I've talked about one time is creating a product that will just shock you every time you hit a pace above. It'll just shock you like yeah. a dog collar. Nope, got to slow down. I mean, that is something I need. Yeah. Because just historically, that's been my my crux. That's been what kills me. Well, you hear it a lot from people. Yeah. Oh, I started too fast. Oh, yeah. I went out too fast. Oh, I went out with this. Oh, I yeah. went out with that. And I'm no top athlete runner at all, but my best races have been when – I thought the first half went crappy. Uh-huh. Like the one time I finished Wasatch under 30, I was at my, I was at Brighton and I thought there's not even a chance. Yeah. But then for whatever reason, different things happen, but I felt good to finish. Yeah. So I think that it's historically that, you know, races, I think Carl Meltzer said it once, hundred milers are one lost at mile 60 from 60 on. I think at one point he was saying that, you know, the first 60 miles, it's just kind of a crap. Shoot. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just look at me when I pace smart, and that that holds true like the bear when i ran really well um i i think i was like me and this guy kyle marcus that ran like 40 or 50 miles together that day it was super strange we just were kind of by each other and going into beaver mountain i think we were like 20th and 21st and so that's mile 75 in mm-hmm. the bear and we finished eighth and ninth there you go you know yeah. just the, that back half we we could run and nobody like not very many people could yeah and you know western states same thing i think i was in like 180th 190th place there and then ran all the way up to 70th before i totally melted down (laughs) at like mile 91 i Uh. just fell apart but it it goes like to show like in that back half of any race if you can move you're going to move faster than most people because everybody's dead and that so that's going back to what i've learned is just over the years, I'm definitely more seasoned with just feeling miserable and, and getting through that uh, when when my mind's right. And going into this, my mind will be right because I'm just looking for the finish. But biggest thing for me is just take it easy. Don't overdo it early. I need a shot caller. There I mean, you go. really, that's... I'm going to come up with something. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Hit a certain pace, dang it, back yeah, it down, back it exactly. down. Exactly, and I, I'm sure I could set an alarm on my watch. Yeah, I know people I'd, do I'd feel that. like a big nerd. That's all right. It's okay. You won't feel like one at the end <laughs> no, when you're when covered I, in glory. Yeah, exactly. When I get to <laughs> ring the bell and kiss the sign yeah. at the end. So so this loop, just a few, uh, I'm a nerd when it comes uh-huh. to race. I like to know stuff. So for yeah. me, it's like, okay, where, where you have this loop of 13 or so miles, right? 20, 13, the, the magic number. Yeah, so number. it's 13 of trail, right? 13 unique trails. So like... It's not 20 mile, like it's not like a smooth 20 mile yeah, loop, loop on a map. It's not a circle. So you have that and back. So, I mean, they say it's 20 because they took like a wheel to it and went over every rock and route. Um, they probably did get 20 miles. Yeah. But if you map it out, it's like 17 and a half or 18. And there's three aid stations per yeah. quote unquote loop. Mm-hmm. What do you do far as like, do you wear a vest? Do you wear a belt? Do you do handhelds? Do you just rely on aid stations? I mean, what's the, what's your plan and so, strategy with that now? Probably wear a vest. Um, because it'll be warm, okay. um, warmer than here for sure. Yeah, uh, wore a vest last time. Uh, and is that for hydration purposes? Yeah, okay. for hydration purposes. And and I just like to have a few things, you know, um, just gels and things that I that I'll carry. Um, I, I'm actually semi tempted to maybe use handhelds the first couple laps, yeah. just so that then I can, you know, get a break from the handhelds and then go to poles later on. You know, that's kind of what I'm I'm trying to decide what I want to do. So do you? But in my experience again totally different place but i needed my hands on the course yeah right so that's why i was curious like do you see people with handhelds do you need your hands you don't i mean there are there are a few big rocks that you have to like 
maneuver up and okay. then I've like put my poles down even okay. to like, I mean, they're like chest high on me. I'm like six one. So they're, I mean, they're pretty high, Yeah, but like, it's nothing that crazy. Okay. Um, and like back then in 2019, I was super scared of everything. You were like, shorter too, right? Yeah, I was way shorter. <laughs> um, and so this time, like, I'm sure it might not seem as technical as it did that time with the climbing stuff. Cause I was a big chicken. I still kind of am, but not as big of yeah. a chicken. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, that could be an issue, but I like the handhelds actually because the bottles are bigger than like my vest ones. Okay. So I could carry like. What handhelds do you use? I have the Nathan ones that are like 22 ounces. Okay. So I can't remember what they're called. 22 ounce Nathan handhelds. Yeah, that's what I'll call them. <laughs> they have a name though. They do. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, I, I, it carries more liquid. So I'd have 44 ounces instead of the Solomon pack that I have. They're like 17 ounce fl- soft flasks. Yeah. I don't like to carry a third. Yeah. Because it just feels weird. Well, especially when you can get three aid stations in a yeah. 20 yeah. mile loop. And it or makes drop it bags easy because you only have the three drop bags. Yeah. Um, there's some weird, not weird, but there's some COVID precautions this yeah. year. So, like, we're taking our kids out. Um, so, my wife won't really be able to crew me because you're only allowed one crew member. Gotcha. Uh, so, I'll be totally solo, which, I mean, they'll have fun. Oh, yeah at the beach and hanging out. I wonder what dad's up to right yeah, now. Yeah, he's probably suffering somewhere. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, which it is okay to actually take some pressure off me. Yeah. I don't have to hurry or anything. They're yeah. having fun. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like I, last time I'll tell you what I did. This is kind of funny. I still get teased about it with my friends, but I went to Costco and I got three like pretty decent sized storage bins uh-huh. with lids. Okay. And we bought them there and then used them for the race, and then I returned them. You're that guy. I'm that. I was that guy. Well, because <laughs> I thought you were going to say, it, and then I donated them to the race. I should have donated that. That's a better idea. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that. See now I'm going to get teased by everybody that listens yeah, to this. Yeah, I deserve it now. We're going to give you. But a the reason I did it is because I didn't know how to pack like big enough things for drop bags. Yeah, and I wanted them to be waterproof. Uh, knowing that it could rain and it did. Yeah. Uh, so that was what I came up with, but I should have just donated them to the race. <laughs> it's now, all right. That's it's all right. Is, I should have talked to you. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this part out, but it's no, all right. I, People will say something. It's okay. I deserve it. You get it a was, nickname. That's the cheapest thing I've ever done in my whole life though. Just for the record. <laughs> I tip well. I, I, I promise. I'm not. <laughs> You're going to like cover yourself now. Yeah, I'm like, oh, man, people are going to think. I donate to Trolls Foundation. I do. I do. All the, I, you Eric, do. You Eric do. can let you, you know. Do. I think that's awesome. I really thought you were going to say nerd. I'm like, why is that nerdy? You're donating. Well, I saw a guy bring a swing set back to Costco, a wooden one. After that he'd used, used for 20 years. It was. It, he had, I mean, when he brought he brought it back together, yeah. and it was so weathered. And he's like, my kids don't use it anymore. I'm like, because they're probably 20 now. I've, I've seen people read. Turn like mattresses they've had for like five years to Costco. I'm not that. Good. I'm not that bad. These bins still looked new. Nobody even knew we used them. They do now. They do now. You just got Costco, your Costco card. Yeah, revoked. Costco's gonna take our membership away. We're not gonna be allowed to buy a macadamia, chocolate covered macadamia nuts when we go over there this time. The Costco theirs are beautiful. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right. So with your with your with your nutrition plan, your your drop bags. I mean, what's kind of your nutrition plan for something like that? What's your your general thing? I mean, I mean, let's get into the, you know, do you use, like drinks? Do you use like electrolyte drinks? Do you use gel stuff? Do you use bars? Real food? I mean, what's your what's your deal? So always a high calorie electrolyte drink, which and, is what for which you? has been Roctane in the past, and I'm switching over to like the 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 uh, the gnarly, gnarly. yeah fuel two o. 
really like the co- the cherry cola flavor that has caffeine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I just barely tried that one for the first time. Then the, the lemon lime just that doesn't have caffeine. Yeah. So something I messed up with this year is I I didn't think the caffeine thing mattered. Okay. And that, that hurt me a bit at Wasatch. So what do you mean? So like mattered? Not using caffeine okay. early and okay. then using it late for the okay. boost. I've done that in the past, and I was like, oh, that probably didn't help that much, but I think it really does. So this last one you didn't use caffeine? I used caffeine during the day, oh. all day, okay. and so then I didn't get a boost at night. Oh, so so, so I, I think, in theory, in my mind, not using caffeine until like midnight is a good strategy. Okay. And then using caffeine at midnight to kind of wake you up and give you that extra energy boost. Are you a normal caffeine drinker though? Yes. Like normally uh-huh. during the week? I am. Normal person. And that's why I was in okay. my mind like, oh, this this will be a good idea. Um, I've even toyed with maybe cutting caffeine off the, you know, a week or two before and going yeah. through withdrawals and having headaches. And well, see, that's with me. I, I'm curious with that because I, I, I'm a huge coffee drinker. Yeah. I don't drink sodas and stuff, but I'm a coffee guy. Um, so I always wonder, does it help me? Like yeah. if I wanted to stay awake, cause I'll be at work with coffee and feel sleepy. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, and I've had coffee before bed before and not really non caffeinated. I, yeah. I can't do caffeine after like six. Okay. I think I'm just um, immune to it. Yeah. You might be, but I, I'm, I, I intake a lot of caffeine, yeah. but it's still mess. Like, so what I'll do at night is like Red Bulls. Right. Instead not of like during the week, but at races, no, like at races. <laughs> yeah. Not during the week. Oh yeah. Red Bull. No, I wonder why I can't sleep. Why am I having, why am I having insomnia? It couldn't be these Red Bulls that I'm drinking right before bed. <laughs> what I vacuum at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> why am I out in my garage at midnight messing around? I mean, it can't be that Red Bull. So uh, you drink Red Bulls at races. Yeah. At races. Okay. So like, so my basic plan and my stomach stays pretty solid. Like, I had somebody pacing me at the Squaw Peak 50 mile this year and things kind of went south with cramping and the guy pacing me couldn't, he couldn't figure out how I hadn't thrown up yet with how much I was intaking to yeah. try to overcome the cramps. Yeah. He was pretty amazed. Wow. Uh, my buddy, Brandon Dace. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He just was like, how are you not vomiting? Cause, uh, but I can just keep it down. I don't know why, but huh. it's a That's blessing a and a curse. Have. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so I just stick with high calorie electrolyte drinks so you know they usually have about 200 calories per Mm -hmm. serving and i don't dilute it down so i'll do one of that and one of water yep um and then just goo gels i usually start the day with goo because i feel like it's sweeter and higher energy quicker and then as the day goes on the spring gels uh mix them in because i get tired of the goo eventually what's your flavors of goo so i i really like the marshmallow okay um i really like s'mores okay. um, which is just chocolate and marshmallow mixed together yeah like you can totally taste they just mix the two flavors yeah um i like like mint chocolate i like the chocolatey goose. okay um not really a fruit goo guy but i the strawberry banana one's a good one too that's fruit yeah i know but <laughs> but like that's why i went to it because i was like i just said you that need to add chocolate to yeah that one. i do need to add yeah chocolate they could just like, call it banana split banana split man yeah that's what they should call <laughs> there it there you go goo i gave yeah, you another one free flavor you're welcome uh, i swear i hit them i'm not saying because of me but for years i kept saying somebody's making ipa and they did yeah and i was did. like poppy buggers. trails yeah poppy trails yeah uh, so, God, I struggle with goo now. I yeah. used to do goo better, but it's so thick. Uh, it is very Even thick. Even when it's warm, uh-huh. it's thick. 
And so that's why I like the spring stuff is yeah. because it's just a little more liquidy. It is. And I just don't feel like I get the instant energy from it. Okay. But their, their caffeine ones have a lot of caffeine. Yeah. That's like, the nut one. Or yeah. Something, the, yeah. the speed nut and yeah. then the hill aid, like the, the yeah. yellow one. Yeah. That's Mango. caffeine. Yeah. That's my favorite. It's, the, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like yesterday though, on my long run, I was out forever. Um, and I just did water. I didn't do an electrolyte drink cause it wasn't very warm, warm believe it or not. It was yeah. like real fill of 10 degrees the whole time <laughs> yeah. or something. Uh, great hurt training. <laughs> it and, translates. And I just used spring gels all day yesterday. Yeah. Uh, all non-caffeinated ones, except for the very last lap. I, I did a speed nut and okay. that gave me a little boost. Nice. I feel it. And so are you, is that what your plan is for this one is goo and spring? Yeah. Goo spring. And then gnarly the drink. drink. Do you do any real food? Uh, yeah, I'll do potatoes. I'll do watermelon. Um, if I'm, if I'm having a rough go, maybe a quesadilla, oh, yeah. uh, soup in the nighttime, yeah. you know, soup and Coca-Cola, like just real basic. I, I just, I try to get by on gels yeah. and drink mix and I Man, usually can. That's amazing on a hundred. Yeah. I strike at a 50. I would struggle with that now Yeah, I, before I was more religiously happy. Yeah. I did dry heave at the top of Ranger dip and bear. bear in 2020 so it was one of the few hundreds that happened in 2020 uh, i was with ben wallace and we got up to the top and i was like dying and i vomited and then rallied to the end because again you shame. dry heaved or vomited well i i dry because there wasn't much in my stomach okay. but then a little came out okay and then i rallied dry heaves are like sternum crackers for yeah, me it was pretty bad <laughs> um but then rallied pretty good it was it was a fun little downhill after i got whatever it was so one, one year, one year I was pacing Jim Skaggs at uh, uh, Bear. So we got to Ranger Dip yeah. top, and then you have that. It's a downhill. Yeah. And so uh, Joel Hatch was running that year, and I can't remember who was pacing him. It might no, actually Jim was pacing Joel. I was pacing Curtis Thompson, okay. I think. And uh, me, we were going downhill, and out of nowhere, Joel just comes literally flying uh -huh. by us and we were like what and you're kind of in the the downhill on that is i like fairyland type yeah. stuff to me like not like in bryce but trees and moss and rocks yeah, it's, it's kind it's of like, an awesome downhill yeah and so it's like fairyland and he just went flying by us uh -huh. and we're like well where the hell's his pacer and so we keep going, and here I, I'm pretty sure it was Jim. I'm old now; I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure Jim was like, "Have you guys seen Joel?" And we're like, <laughs> "I lost him." Uh, five minutes ago, he was flying by, and Jim's like, "I stopped to use the bathroom." He took off. Yeah. And so we talked to Joel at the end, and he called it uh, Smurf balls, is what he had uh, to to jack him up to get down the hill. To this day, nobody knows what those are, but it was late in a race, so I didn't want to know. But uh, it, it was, was that downhill. But he flew on yeah. that downhill. But he was not doing well a lot before that. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the thing is the more you do these, the more you realize, you know, the ups don't last and neither do the downs, yeah. right? You just kind of move. Yeah, just move through them. So you're kind of dialed in. What are you going to do for uh, drop bags that hurt this year um, <clears> since Costco can't let you well, back I'm going to go to Costco and I'm going to donate the, <laughs> yeah. the bins this time. No, I did get made fun of because of how big they were. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were small, but they were still big. But they, they, were, they fit within their size requirement. Just like flying, right? Uh -huh. As long as it fits in the overhead, doesn't matter what it looks like. Exactly. So are you doing that technique this year? No, I, I don't think I'll do it. I think I had too much stuff last time. Are you saying try that because to... now everybody no, knows? No, <laughs> You don't want to feel bad? Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm absolutely not doing that. Definitely not doing that, Costco. Please don't take our membership away. My wife will maybe divorce me over that one. That would be the one thing I could do. Over 30 bucks. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, no, it. Uh, I'll do lighter drop bags this year, mostly just with nutrition. You know, I'll have light stuff. Yeah. I mean, lights are huge. You'll you know. need a few, though, right? When you're saying there's like 14 hours of darkness, yeah, so you're going to so need I, quite I've a few. Yeah, so I've got batteries to switch okay. out. You know, I, I do disposable batteries for the headlamp I use during races just because I feel like less can go wrong. You can just always put more batteries. I would just take them back. Just <laughs> return them. Just return them. Use it and These return didn't the work. <laughs> They're dead. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I just used them for eight hours you, overnight. You shouldn't have mentioned that on this show. It's okay. I deserve it. I mean, like I said, I still I get made fun of pretty good already. I, so what do you use for drop bags now then? For real. What are you okay, going to use sorry. for real? For real, like I usually just use, use Ziploc baggies, okay. like at regular hundreds. Okay. Um, but these have to be a little bigger because you're hitting them up every time, yeah. right? So you go through every one five times. Uh, yeah. So uh, maybe, I, maybe two gallon Ziploc bags. So I use dry bags. Do you? Because of the water situation. Uh-huh. Cause I learned one year that way. I had some, yeah. some drop bags. It, it rained. Yeah. My stuff was drenched. Yeah. Everything in my clothes. So I use dry bags and what I'll do in, cause I'm, I'm a nerd. Uh-huh. So in my dry bag, I'll have a Ziploc with nutrition, a Ziploc with like headlamps and batteries. I'll have a Ziploc with clothes. Yeah. And so if I know what I need, they're in a Ziploc. So it's almost like that. Also that extra layer of keep me dry. Uh huh. But then it also, for me, it's just or when I get to a later aid station, when my mind's fuzzy, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Or it, sometimes I even label what's in the bag so I know I don't have to open it or not. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, weird stuff happens to your mind. It really it, does. It really does. I went to an aid station in late in a race, had all my stuff, and left. Yeah. I never got to grab anything. Yeah. And I'm like a mile two out. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> like, yeah. I literally left everything out, too. No, I didn't it, even put it away. Yeah, it's... Yeah, you just get lost. But yeah, so I'll I'll have I'm not gonna I think I'll wear the same pair of shoes the whole time this okay. time. Um so that'll eliminate some some space and drop bags. I will probably have a sock change just in case, depending on what the weather's gonna be. Okay. Um but I've get really simplified my ultra running too. Like Yeah, that's I, always nice. I, I don't change shoes or socks mm-hmm. usually anymore. I, don't I, I think it just takes too much time and for me, it doesn't help as much. I know some people swear it's like I've I've seen. For me, it's been the opposite, going from like really wet uh-huh. and putting dry on. Then I get different frictions on my yeah. foot. Or let's face it, at some point in a race, your your sock is part of your foot. It is, you know. So yeah. I kind of like I don't like messing with it. I've done it before, and I think it was had the adverse reaction to it. Right. Yeah. And shoes wise, uh, to me, I mean, I know people say, well, and I'm using this at the back end, there's more cushion or there's a downhill this. And I, I'm fine yeah. with that. But I think I struggle with change. I always have a pair of socks in my bag, but I'm like usually too lazy too. I'm like, I just really want to mess with it. Yeah. I don't want to see what my foot looks like. For sure. And I, I think it's just the more things you have in the drop bag, the more you're going to waste time looking at the things in your drop bag. So other than lights and poles, if I decide to switch to poles, which I probably will because yeah. I train with them. Um, you know, other than those things that I know I'm going to use for sure, I'm just going to keep it pretty simple. Now, wouldn't your feet pretty much be wet the whole race anyway? Yeah. Like, even if you change, they will get wet yeah, again. Yeah, they'll get wet again. Okay. Yeah, and, and that's never really been a problem. Blisters have never really been a problem for me ever. That's good. Uh, so I, I have good feet too. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not too worried about those sorts of things. But, I, I mean, I think I'm going to go to Costco again though now just to do it. 
so that I can tell everybody I, I did the Costco <sighs> bins again, and then I'll donate them though. Donation to hurt. Well, we're gonna have you back on the show when you get home, yeah. So we can get a play by play. So either, either whatever you decide to do, I want it to have a feel good ending. Yeah. So even if you take them back for your money or whatever, because you want to buy more macadamia nuts, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know that. I want a feel good ending. Okay. For yeah. The we'll listeners. make it up. I'm trying to set a good tone for the holidays. Yeah. About giving. Giving. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Something like that. Yeah. Um, shoe wise, speed goat fours. Yeah. Speed goat fours was really hoping the fives would be out before hurt, but they're not going to be. Um, that's just what I'm going to roll is just speed goat fours. I've do got you have a couple a, pair. Do you have a white pair? I, I, I asked for one for Christmas. We'll see if I get them. <sighs> I was on um, the Hoka website yeah. the other day and I'm like, if I liked those, I would totally buy the white ones. Yeah. The white ones with kind of that floral type. Yeah. yeah I just really have, uh, huh. just to have, I'm going to wear those if I get them because they do white shoes do make you look faster. Yeah. So I would buy them and I would have someone video me. Just, I want to see this big dude. Look just how look fast like, I look. Look how fast I was running. Yeah. High knees through the tires. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, and then it's just funny to wear white shoes that hurt because oh, yeah. of the mud. Yeah, you know, it's it just won't like, last long. Yeah, it'll last about five seconds. Nice. So, uh, cold-wise, at night, does it get pretty cold in the forest? No, or just, I mean, is it, it humidity? Feel, I mean, I'm sure people that are from warmer climates yeah. or from Hawaii feel like it gets chilly at yeah. night, but it, it cools off. But yeah. it's, I felt so, you're not going to have a jacket, really? No, Probably no jacket. T-shirt. Like that, it makes clothes real easy. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll have a t-shirt to change into, but probably not. Yeah. And just like wear the same shirt and shorts the whole time. And I do like changing shirts. I, I have I at times like going into the night here in like the Rockies, you know? Yeah. It's the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, I usually put like a long sleeve on and have a jacket just in case, but like that's a good shirt change just to dry off a little bit. I like to have uh, shirts and drop bags later in a race too. Mm-hmm. I just sometimes just feel cleaner yeah you know, they feel do. more alive uh-huh. than just pasty with white stains all over them from sweat yeah whatever else there is but yep. i always like to have a change of shirt so what are your expectations then for hurt number two you're heading in your first date all over again what's your expectation just really get to know her again yeah you know yeah, yeah. ask real good questions <laughs> no i i really i just want to finish yeah um this race is brutal I think the finisher rate on average is like 44%. Is it really? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, don't they have it if you drop her? Not anymore. Okay. So they used so to have, they used to have the 100K. There we go. That's yeah, what I was trying to think you, of. If you made three laps, which I did before, and then you make it to the next aid station, that was the 100K. Is they, did they have that when you did it before? No. Okay. Like, they, you can still do it, but yeah. they don't, it's not recognized. It used to show up on Ultra Sign Up as a finish. Okay. Like, so you didn't get the DNF if gotcha. you did the 100K. But I just really. I want to avoid a nine-hour loop yeah. this time. That's a big goal. That's a, probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really just want to finish. And I, I know, you know, we didn't talk much about training this time, but I'm just in better shape. Yeah. Um, more prepared, ready to go. So I, I just really want to, really want to finish a day. Maybe I, maybe I get under 30 hours. I don't know. So here's where you jump the gun. Cause the question is how did, how's your training going to oh, be different? Okay. Than, there we go. Yeah. So that Sorry. was what we're getting. It's all okay. right. I, it happens. It happens on the show. I do it. Uh, yeah. Jump so the shark. What, what, what did you change or what did you specifically do to set yourself up for more success at herd in your training? So coming off Baron Wasatch, um, definitely recovered the best I probably ever have after okay. hundreds really took it easy for about six weeks. Okay. Um, and then started ramping up. Um, I thought maybe I'd done it too late because I started to wonder if I was ever going to feel good again. Yeah. You know, running. I felt kind of like death after trying those two races so close together. 
Um, but things finally started to turn around because I just focused on getting as fit as I could. Okay. So I've been running a flat twice a week, um, whether that's on like the parkway or a treadmill. Um, something that I think helps is just good running economy in general. So like I've been doing like a hard workout on the treadmill or the parkway where I'm trying to run fast for me um, and get my get my heart rate up. And then just doing a lot of like around here, Malin's type yeah. stuff, right? You got to climb. Down. Um, I, I become a real big believer in like practicing on harder stuff than what you're going to run on, but mm-hmm. you can't really do that here, but yeah. we can do steeper. Yeah. You know, Malin's is definitely steeper. Well, and there's some, there's some, ser- like when there's not snow, yeah, there's some good sure. technicality, especially yeah, with I, some of the, the sense. I did take advantage of that with the late snow we got, you yeah. know, I was, I was going up the, the North Ogden divide to the Lewis side, mm-hmm. you know, oh, that yeah. mile and a half there is really technical that place is gnarly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so just practicing on that and really for Wasatch, I did a lot of good technical training, uh, because Wasatch is technical. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I'm more prepared that way. Uh, I've been, I've been doing sauna just cause I did it last time and I don't know if it helped, but it didn't hurt. Yeah. Um, I actually, stole something off off the interwebs um jason coop just did, released a new book yeah, well, yeah which which i probably won't buy you'll just return I, it <laughs> definitely <laughs> i don't even have to buy it and then return it though here listen why because he on his social media thing he was showing like his heat training protocols and he like showed it from the book so i just screenshotted it <laughs> and like, that's probably like the one thing that i need for her and yeah so he has like a specific sauna protocol oh nice like for a hot race i'm gonna try it yeah. and i'll just see it looks maybe a little intense but um it's like a three-week thing and they say that's all you need to kind of get acclimated um but then just be ready to drink plenty and and stay on top of it that way but so so, so to to go bring it all back together just I, I've been way more consistent this time. Um, I think I, I can pull it up here. So you're about what four weeks from race day? Yeah, about four weeks. Okay, so you haven't started that yet, and no, you're getting I ready to start. Exactly. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out how uh-huh. far away we are from. It's yeah. December nineteenth when we're day we're recording. Uh, this launches on December twenty first. Like I mentioned, the race starts on Friday the fourteenth. No, Saturday the fifteenth. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so about four weeks out from where you're at. So. W- when you're doing with this and we get to the heat stuff so four weeks to go Uh from now what's your training going to look like so i'll have two more just full weeks big weeks of training what does that mean so so like i was just looking i just pulled up my strava so for the last seven weeks i've averaged about 70 70 miles and about 15 or sixteen thousand feet of vert okay um so like this week i had 75 with seventeen thousand. I mean, that's with two flat runs. So I'm getting a lot Some of bird bird. and big runs. Um, so really, I'd like to bump that up to like 80-ish probably for the next for, two for weeks, the next two weeks mm-hmm. um, which with the holiday season makes it super easy. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's nothing else going in. on. Yeah, there's nothing else going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, bump it up to 80 and then just kind of start to taper down, um, make sure I'm rested. Um, I really feel like I'm nailing this. Like I went into Wasatch, I think, a little overtrained. Uh, and I raced a little bit too much yeah. uh, this last year. I, I way too much. The whole year didn't really take a break. And so after the break, after the bear DNF, I I took the time off and really ramped up. And I feel like I'm going to hit this just about right. Okay. So what? Uh, when are you heading out to Hawaii? So the race is on the Saturday, yeah, January fifteenth. When are you and your family heading out there? So this is something that we're changing from the last time. Um, 
we went out the Monday before race day last time. Okay. Um, and this time we're, we're leaving Thursday. So you're just going to fly day. in, run, and then Fly in, relax. run, and vacation. Because I feel like there's some advantages you get um, from coming from Utah. Yeah. Uh, the early start time doesn't seem so early if you oh, get there yeah. the Thursday before. Yeah. You feel like you're sleeping in. You're still on your own time. Yeah, exactly. Kinda. Yep. And then you are you don't lose any of your elevation advantage, which I think can help. Yeah. <laughs> It's one thing, you know, like, hey, you know, yesterday I was, what's Maitland's, like 7,000 feet, 7,500 feet or so. Like, obviously nothing on Oahu's that high. Yeah. I think it's like 2,000 feet. Wow. You know, because it's like sea level to 2,000 feet yeah. in every climb. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm just going to try to take full advantage of that, and then we'll vacation after. So we're going to stay for a week, so Thursday to Thursday. Um, they have a nice banquet the Monday after the race, and it oh, sounds that's like awesome. we're going to do that outside uh, because of COVID oh, yeah. stuff. Um, which will actually probably be. I was going to say fun. that actually sounds really nice. Yeah, so we're going to do it probably at a at a park on Waikiki. Sounds okay, like. so there it'll you be go. More fun and let it, they used to do it. Well, they usually do it at like a country club type okay. scenario, which is nice. It's a super nice banquet room. Oh yeah, it's we kind of had to rush out of there last time because our flight left that Monday night, right? Okay. Like right after the race, and so. Um, yeah, even though I didn't finish, I still went to the banquet because we paid for it. Yeah, heck right? yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't take that back. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Costco would take it back yeah. for some reason. Country clubs don't like that. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. But it's uh, it's really a, a great event, though. And so you're going the Thursday before the race. Uh -huh. You'll finish Sunday. That's yep. So how many days are you staying after just so to relax? Like Thursday. a week? Yeah, until so Thursday. Thursday to yep. Thursday. Yes. So you have a few days of just hanging out with the family. Yeah, exactly. Putting your feet in the water. Yeah. Seeing what toenails come off uh -huh. in the ocean. I usually don't lose toenails. Don't you? I never have. you got to sacrifice one to Hawaii. I, I, I think, think that'd I, be the place. I think I wear shoes that are too big, so it helps me avoid the toenail jamming into the front of the shoe. Huh. See, too big for me just seems like I would slide more yeah, in that but way. it's not like that big okay like just big enough because our goal um for you since you'll be back then our goal is to try and get you the weekend you're back so it's fresh and get you we can do launched that. on the 25th let's do it to get a play-by-play -play why it's fresh yeah, it's better to do it when when it's fresh yeah because i want to see the emotion on the face you want to see me crying hey man i'm probably gonna cry that. i i cry it uh, towards the end of almost all of these i cry during hallmark movies and i always yeah. know that they're gonna kiss like <laughs> They're going like, to go to put the I star cried. on the tree and fall, catch, kiss, movie over. I cried in the torture chamber at Wasatch, like sat down, just like felt sorry for myself. Seth last, Seth Waddups laughed at me. He's just like, <laughs> That's a good friend. Yeah, he is a good friend. <laughs> no, like, I didn't, he is. I didn't think I was ever going to make it out of Irv's torture chamber to Pot Hollow. Then I sat at Pot Hollow in a chair and dead-eyed it for about 40 minutes <laughs> and told Seth that it was dumb to stop there. <laughs> he didn't agree. <laughs> he didn't agree. He thought it was a good stop and then, you know, that's, ran it in. But but that's what's so... so I'm going to cry. Everything you're cry. saying is like, I'm, I want to race again now. Yeah. Everything we're talking about, the crying, the emotion part. I'm an emotional guy. Yeah, like, At me the end too. of the day, I tell people flat out, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and I don't apologize for it. My kids have seen me cry. Co-workers have seen me cry. Everybody has. And I'm like, eh, oh, well, you know, yeah. at least I don't return stuff to Costco. So, I mean, it's not that bad, right? Well, you could do both, like me. Be a crybaby <laughs> and return stuff to Costco. You can start your own club. <laughs> the Crybaby Runners Club. The yeah. Crybaby Re Costco Return Club. That's so If you funny. want to join my club, message me. 
We'll we'll make it happen. <laughs> it's a it's a special Facebook group for support. Yeah, it it will be a support group. <laughs> but that's what you know. What I love it. I like. I go <clears throat> and I say this because I, you know everybody does at some point running. You get you lose your quote unquote mojo, right? Yeah. Where you're kind of not feeling it. You don't want to train, or you're training but it feels like work. You're not enjoying yourself. And I always tell people, find a race. I don't care if it's a five k. Find a race and hang out at the finish line. Yeah, you, you, I swear you will find your stuff really fast. It helps. I mean, I I've seen it with people that come out to crew that haven't run. You know, it, it really does get you pumped. Oh yeah, I'll sit at a race and they'll be like, you know, put, I put my sunglasses on. I want people to see me tearing up. But when you see families hug or you know running for somebody who can't type shirts or everything else, it's like, man, I actually got it pretty good. Yeah, you know, and I want to feel that emotion again. I don't care if I cry. Um, but yeah, that's why I tell people get your mojo back. Um, go to go to a finish a finish line or even volunteer. That's always another good way. It is a great way. All right, so hurt. Um, there's a lot of people heading over that we know. Yeah, said, there's, there's, there's seven, seven from Utah. Seven Utahns. So it's unbelievable. Um, yeah. So me, just from Ogden, there's four. Wow. Right. Even though Trevor doesn't live here yeah. anymore, because um, he's in, he's going to end up moving to Hawaii. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. so. Um, so me, Trevor, Tara Warren, and, and Sylvia Greer. So we've all been on the show before. Yep. And then Jake Kilgore is going out. And he's going to be on in January. Gonna, yeah. And then um, my buddy Ian Ferris is going okay. out. And then Ernie Floyd, who's a veteran, yep. been around so the, is the Ian. Game for a while. Ian's a veteran. He's yeah. done it. Ian, this will be his fourth start out there. And wow. He's got two DNFs. Um, this might be his fifth start. But it's it's one that he he's excited about because he's had some success at Rufa. Um, and he feels like a lot of it translates just like putting your head down, hiking steady, grind, grinding it out. Yep. yep. And then hit the downhill. Yep. Well, that's my next one is Rufa. I'm just doing the six hour. That's my next. I did event. that yesterday. Yeah, I know. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. Trevor was running laps on. Well, my, my girlfriend Sarah did went out to do two today. Yeah. She's like, you want to go? I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So I do. I was doing laps on Mainlands yesterday. Trevor was doing laps on Grandeur. Like, that's just what you do. Yeah. It's it's the best we can do, right? You just you're constantly going up or down at her and finding a climb that's a little steeper, you know. So like Malins and Grandeur are both like twenty three hundred feet. Yeah, you know, you just go up and go down. And so go what? Up and go what? Down. And I think you said that the climbs uh hurt. There's three. There's three, three of them. Like they're like seventeen hundred ish okay. feet. And like this, I think the steepest mile is that third climb has a mile with like eight hundred feet of vert. In okay. It. So it's pretty stout, and you get up onto this ridge and. There's That's this, like Malins, though. Malins is like a mile, yeah, thousand Mal- feet a mile. Malins is like a thousand feet and then eight hundred feet, so yeah. it's steeper. Yeah. Um, and Grandeur's pretty similar. Yeah. I bet Grandeur's probably more similar to the Hurt grade. Yeah. But there's some there's some places at Hurt where it gets really steep. Okay. So, yeah. Huh. Well, uh, any parting thoughts for us? I don't want to put you on the spot. I know you just want to finish, um, but you feel good about heading out there and, yeah, and tackling the I, course. Yeah, I do feel good, and I, I know that when I have good days, I move pretty well. Yeah. So obviously I know that I, I can run well out there, but I'm just going to really try to focus on doing my own thing. Um, something that Ian Ferris always says to me is there's no such thing as banking time yep. in 100 milers. Yep. Like this year at Bear, for example, with him, he, was, he ran with – like the 26, 27 hour type finishers. Like he ran with our friend Heidi Waddups uh-huh. for the first 22 miles or so, 20 miles. And then he ran like under 22 hours, Wow, you know? So he just, his thing is there's no banking time. Yeah. Just take it easy, settle in 
and keep moving. And if you can keep moving and not stop for an hour at aid stations like I do when I'm an idiot, yeah, uh, you end up moving pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, aid stations this will get you. I think the first year, and I'm going to be close, but I think the first year I ran Wasatch, I, bar- I finished in 34 and change. So uh-huh. an hour before cutoff. First 100, first big race. But I went back, and I think I was – five hours or maybe more right in that yeah. realm of uh-huh. aid station time because yeah. i remember going back okay i want to do better on my second time um which i did but i was like well hell yeah there you know i mean you got to stay a few minutes but i could have cut over four hours yeah. just in aid station time. yeah when i when i'm doing <laughs> no, well that, when think. i'm doing well at a race like under 40 minutes total you know when because yeah. there's a lot of stops you know there you got to refill you got to do yeah. things so you're going to spend some time but if you can be under 40 minutes for the whole day that's ideal. Maybe even under 30. Like yeah. I think I've done under 30 a few times where it's just in and out and you're, you've got crew, but I, I won't have crew yeah. uh, most of the time. So it'll just be doing my own stuff, which it'll cost me a few minutes, but I'm just trying to. Yeah. Finish. But it's not that bad. No. Yeah. A couple minutes just to yeah. make sure you're on it. Cause you know, and when I do say that, maybe I should rethink what I say if I had to cut all that time, but I know like at Brighton, my first year, I was there for a couple hours and uh-huh. if I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have finished. Yeah. So sometimes you Some, need yeah, it, I guess, like, too. You know, like at Wasatch this year, I spent an hour at Alexander Ridge, uh, trying to quit, you know, and, and That's, my wife and Cody Draper, who was also part of my crew, wouldn't let me. They said, no, you got to walk to us at Lambs. Yeah, as you say, Alexander and, Ridge is. Yeah, well, they moved it this year, so it's right by the road. So they, they could have picked me up super easy. Yeah. I was ready to go. That's a tough. That's that's a tough part. That's to me that section between Lambs and, and Upper and or Big was, Mountain, and it was longer this year. Yeah, that's they the hardest part of the course miles. for me. It beat me up. Yeah, it's and, hot. But exposed. if I don't take that hour and you know drink a bunch of pickle juice and get rehydrated there, I don't finish the race. Yeah. Right? So I needed I needed to take that time as I'm as I was ready to quit. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you got to take time. Need to do what you think you need to do, yep. or have a friend that'll laugh at you when you cry. Right. Yep. Those that's are the good best to have. Friends. And they know when to give you a hug. Yep. <laughs> well, Preston, thanks again uh, for all the support of the show. I mean, you've been great. Uh, you got your Trail Manners hat. Now go get a hat on. I may have one on as well. Um, we planned we, that. I was kind of funny when I saw it. I'm like, wow, that's pretty solid. Because yeah. this is some old gear. It is. These are some old hats. Yeah. Um, but no, I appreciate your support of the show. All your help with the Christmas gift guide. That went extremely well. And I'll be launching a podcast this week, kind of recapping the whole, both part twos. Um, parts of that before Christmas. Uh, but we can just want to wish you all the luck in the world, um, all, all the good vibes and the shakas um, to head to Hawaii and just have a good day. Have a good experience. You know, come home happy. Um, big accomplishment. So we can chat with you to just to get a play by play and then just, uh, like I said, see the emotion on your face and hear it in your voice when we're, we're chatting with you in yeah. January. Yeah, I, I look forward to it. I appreciate it the support having you having me on it it's cathartic because i i really am stressed out about this race <laughs> i i gotta get the finish yeah you will yeah. i have confidence the trail manners podcast seems to work some magic sometimes whether it's getting in a lottery yep right we've had Worked people for me. yeah turtle turtle miller we had people on and they were getting in the i'm the one tick lotteries. western guy because yep. of, because of you guys yeah so we've, we'll send you some good vibes that way um, and all the listeners will as well. It's such a great community, and I can't thank all the listeners enough. So a shout-out to everybody out there that listens to the podcast. Um, let's all wish uh, Preston some luck. Uh, Trevor, Tara, everybody that's heading over there, Sylvie, everybody we know. Um, it's going to be a good day for all of you, and it'll be fun just to have you guys back on the course, um, bringing some love to Oahu. Yep. So we are going to sign off now. So uh, we'll have him back in January to hear more. But again, Preston, thank you so much. Good luck. And we'll talk to you 
in about a month. Sounds good. All right. Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. I'd truly like to thank Preston Wood for joining us today to talk about the Hurt 100. And I also want to encourage everyone to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by the website at trailmanners.com. There you can check out our store page to help support the podcast by buying some swag in the shop. Or you can hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see, who you want to hear, or if you would like to be on the show. And if you just take a minute to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or review on iTunes or Facebook, I'd truly appreciate that. And lastly, Trail Manners would love any support you could give us via our Patreon account. That's patreon.com backslash trail manners to keep us alive and kicking. Until next time, this is Eric Manning reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.